about now? Can we hear Yeah, I can't hear anything. I, I just went to the channel. I can't hear anything. Oh, there we go. Can we hear people? That might have just been a delay from the... Hell yeah. All right. Anyways, this is episode 17 of Asylum Arms. As a re 17, 16, 16. Fuck my brain. 16 of Asylum Arms. Um, Operator, would you mind telling them again what you did in the military? Or what you do in the military? <laughs> yeah, that's too easy. Um, I'm a 91 Echo, a Allied Trade Specialist is what it's called, and I'm a machinist and welder. Uh, kind of a do just about anything, welding, machining parts, machining tools. Alright, yeah, that's always good. And then, um, alright, I'm just going to start off the bat with this question. What is your favorite and least favorite MRE? Uh, so my so everyone goes for the chili mac, which is really it is really freaking delicious. But I also really enjoy the cheese tortellini MRE. Um, as far as worst, the pizza is absolutely disgusting. Think of like what you got at school that square pizza. Oh yeah, that shitty square pizza. Yeah. You know how sometimes they were really good. We'll take yeah. all the moisture out of it, <laughs> and that is exactly what that pizza tastes like. <laughs> That's right. I'm Italian. That's just an insult to call it pizza. That sounds like you just put pizza sauce on a tortilla shell. A really thick tortilla shell. This shit's <laughs> yeah. almost like an inch thick. A really thick tortilla shell. <laughs> With no moisture at all. Um, sounds like something needs to be reestablished there. It's okay. Most people say the veggie omelet. Have you had the veggie omelet? Um, uh, from watching other people's experience with any veggie food uh, that comes from an MRE, I don't touch it. That's, that's a very fair assumption not to do. Um, very fair. From what I, I recently found out, I recently found out the shredded beef MRE is a really quick way to clean your system out. Ah, wonderful. Mm. So a little homemade laxatives there. <laughs> yes. Um. Same with. Oh God, there was a there was another one that was really good at cleaning the system out. <laughs> Which says a lot because an MRE in itself like binds you right up. Like you, it comes out just as dry as it went in. Ooh. That sounds like a fun time in the bathroom, especially if that's all you eat in the military. Sometimes, so that sounds like a fun time. Yeah, they've. I've read a few health things on it. Uh, you can't eat uh, MRE straight for thirty days. It actually messes up with like the whole ecosystem in your stomach. Yet I just went 30 days in a whole different state eating it, nothing but that. I was about to say, what do you guys do in deployment then? Isn't that all you guys do in deployment, really? Uh, it would have to depend on like where you are. So when I deployed, um, I was on a huge fob. I had like nine different defects to choose from. So I yeah. have plenty of choices of food to eat. All right. That's always good. Um, Jedi, you have any questions right now? No. I was actually gonna ask. I thought you might have been going off of a list. I was gonna be like, "Yo, I don't, have, that I, don't, I don't have a list, man. I never have a list." <laughs> oh yeah, that, that that would require preparation. Yeah. Yes. Um. Very <laughs> much preparation. Do I prepare for these? Sometimes it depends on the fucking day. <laughs> well, actually, no. I, I I do have a question because I'm always I'm always curious about this with uh, anybody that uh, that uh, you know chooses uh, the service. Um. What was it that motivated you to go in? Um, so when I was younger, my dad always like kind of talked it up. So my dad was in the Vietnam War, uh, dating myself a lot there. Uh, <laughs> but um, my grandpa so he always 
See what I mean by dating myself? <laughs> my, my, my dad was numb. I'll be 45 in two days. Uh, all right, yeah. So you're a little older than me. Um, so he always talked it up and everything like that, how great it was. He got out as a specialist, but he always talked about how it would help me out a ton. And I just, I was in a band. I had a girlfriend. I didn't want to do anything to do with that. Um, and then me and Ravina got together. Um, a few years into that relationship, we decided to move all the way over to Oklahoma from California. And just because when we grew up as kids, like the whole block knew each other and stuff like that. And California kind of isn't that way anymore. Um, yeah. You don't know your neighbor. You don't have time to know your neighbor because you have to go to work to pay for the bills. Um, so we want to get back to that small town kind of life. And we had that in Oklahoma for about six months and we got tired of living paycheck to paycheck. And I was tired of being able to barely afford to take care of my family. And I was like, you know what? I need a change. We need a change. Let's do this. And yeah, I haven't looked back. I mean, yeah. Um, and then would you, um, do you have any like advice for someone that's wanting to go into the military or army specifically? Uh, so if you're like, if you're wanting to look for something that will get you a career either inside or outside, I would say join the military. It can help you give a lot of skill sets to you. It can give you the basic information on how to take care of yourself um whether you have been or haven't been it kind of gives you that understanding of like this is what i need to do to like eat this is what i need to do to wash my clothes because i haven't done it because my parents do it yeah. so it kind of gives you that whole break away from the parents and then like i became a 91 echo because i wanted something that if i didn't like the military I'd have something that has certs in both machining and welding, and I can get a really good paying job on the outside. So, so far I've been liking it. Yeah, I know I can make a lot more money being a, like a certified welder yeah. or a machinist for, we'll say, a Formula One race car. I know I can make a lot of money on the outside. I, I just mean, yeah. like how my job is. Well, then again, if you ever do, whenever you do leave the military, there's are options outside of it too. Yeah. So either way, um, you have a backup plan either way. Yeah, and then you can go to college while you're in, and the Army pays for it. Like, yeah, you can use the GI Bill or the post 9-11, depending on, like, when you got in. But you can go to college and get a, a bachelor's degree, like, before you even get out. Post 9-11? That's a post 9-11 bill? What the fuck's that? So there was two, uh, like, when I got in, there was two ways of using money for college after getting out. One of them was the post 9-11 because of the fact that it was still within like six years of that happening. Yeah. Uh, um, but right now it's just called the GI Bill from what I'm aware of. Um, but it used to be, there used to be two different types. Okay. I've just, I've just never heard of that one. But again, I'm only 20. So that, that screams volumes considering I wasn't alive during 9-11. <laughs> Rex, are after. you trying to tell me I was like a whole ass adult by the time you were born? Yes, that's exactly what I'm doing. Okay. I know, same. I was. <laughs> I remember. Uh, I remember like taking the train to and from work, like mid twenties. I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I am twenty years old. I wasn't even a thought. <laughs> Our, because I was. That's fair. But yeah, I run the veteran slash active duty podcast. <laughs> it's okay. I'm used to being the youngest of my podcast. Because most of you people that I interview are fucking old. Thanks for that. Oh, no problem. No, no problem, man. No problem. It's okay. You're not. And the boost in confidence. <laughs> hey, you're not as bad as two of my co-hosts. I have dead sheeple and I have Katarian. They're older than you. And Kate looks 
When K has a full beard, he just looks older than most people. <laughs> um, alright. Um But yet but yet apparently I'm older than K by like months. <laughs> it's true, but he looks older than fucking Cynic, so Here, Jedi, I'll help you make you feel better. You still you're still older than me too, so it's okay. Gee, thanks. <laughs> uh only slightly, Kari. It's alright. Only slightly. Um, so operator, um, do you have any favorite like um Fucking a um. What? Why am I forgetting the name now? Um, uh, I'm forgetting the name of it. Basic training stories. That's the name. <laughs> oh boy. Really didn't like. It's always like for me. It was always busy because there's a there's a lot of busy. There's yeah. There's time when drill sergeants are paying attention and we can kind of goof off. But one thing that like stands out the most is our last week. Before graduation, um, our senior drill sergeant was his, it was his last night pulling a 24 hour duty. He even like said that he was like, No stupid stuff tonight. This is my last night pulling this duty before you guys are gone. No stupid stuff. So, uh, first thing that started off was we had a soldier in my platoon that had a problem with showering. And it wasn't so much a problem of getting in the shower. He got in the shower. It just he got wet and then left. No cleaning, just just wet. So he still just stank of like the entire ten weeks. Ooh. <laughs> um. So we constantly brought this up to this dude, like, dude, you need to like scrub your body. Like we see you have the shampoo and stuff. Like we know you bought it. Why don't you use it? And he got all upset and took a battle buddy and went and told our drill sergeant. So we were outside. Like the whole platoon was outside, just getting yelled at doing a lot of different types of exercising not smoking because i can't call it that anymore but <laughs> definitely making things sweat a lot and getting yelled at for telling this kid that he's stinky and smelly and all of a sudden the fire alarm goes off inside the building and so we get told to run to the back of the building and form up so we run to the back of the building the rest of the platoons run out to the back and turns out like, while we were outside getting yelled at by the on-duty NCO, so he wasn't paying attention to what was going on inside the building, they were doing a baby powder party, and they were hitting each other with baby powder. And so I guess one dude unscrewed the cap completely, and it set off the system. Oh. oh. <laughs> Damn. So everyone else but us is getting yelled at of trying to figure out who it was that did that. So we were completely absolved of whatever we did. And it was just everyone else doing low crawls through the tire pit. And like, we're just standing there because it wasn't us because we were all outside already getting yelled at. All right. So we got one group of Ray being yelled at. So it can't be them because they're being yelled at as the issue is happening. <laughs> so yell at the rest of them. Yeah, exactly. The rest, the rest of the platoons just got... And like it was, I think it was about one o'clock in the morning by the time they came back in um, from just the entire night of being just exercise after exercise until he found out who did it. And yeah, and it was like nothing happened to the guys They're from what I'm tracking. They're still in the army. Like nothing bad happened. Like, so this guy, he didn't shower for fucking like 10 weeks. Yeah, he just got wet. Like he got in the shower, just got wet, didn't do anything. Wait, what's the point in spending money on shampoo and body wash? You aren't gonna fucking use it. I guess to make people think he used it. But we can tell your knife, you smell like absolute shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, at least buy cologne or something. We're gonna do it that way. Brace some Febreze on your uniform, dude. <laughs> something. 
Um, another nice. another fun thing we learned. Uh, so a soldier in my platoon had some gas because I mean you kind of all do uh, with the food they're eating and then the calories are burning and all that stuff. So this dude farted and it was so bad that one of the females on our platoon tried to like get away from it before she vomited on the floor. Oh. Yeah, so like right in the hallway just outside of our classroom, she like just vomited everywhere because of the smell and no one would admit to it. And so we got some exercises again. We made the walls sweat and it's where I learned a fun little tool called story time. And it's basically our drill sergeant would tell us a story and we had to exercise out whatever was happening in the story. So it'd be like, I'm running up the stairs. So you're doing high knees and then he would trip and fall. So you'd be doing like push-ups until he stood back up again to run back up the stairs and then he had to go steal a bicycle and so you're doing the bicycle on the ground and then yeah just it was just going on for a good couple hours it's a really long story i'm sure he purposely made a long story too oh yeah (laughs) no one meant to a fart like i would have admitted to if it was me yeah i mean what's the worst that's gonna happen to you like honestly yeah, exactly. The, the The biggest thing that you can learn about like getting into the military is just pay attention and then be honest. Because if you're if you're gonna lie about it, it's it's like lying to your parents. They already know you did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very fair. <laughs> like whenever like my my kid was doing something, I was like, "Hey, uh, what happened to this? I don't know." Well, I'm asking you because I know you did it. <laughs> Just be honest. You're making life so much easier for both of us. <laughs> Just be fucking honest. Um, do you have any favorite deployment stories? Um, so when it comes to deployment, I've been on one deployment. Uh, and it's funny whenever like so, they in the military gets passed around a lot. Like deployment, this is a deployment. That's not a deployment. I'm kind of a believer in that too. Like I've been to Afghanistan, so to me that is a deployment my like like all this stuff going on about deploying to europe it's not so far as being pushed around that it's just rotation because it's not in any act of war or anything like that we're just there to bolster our forces yeah uh so on my deployment to afghanistan the let me think here of something funny that happened out there (laughs) um yeah that's gonna take me a minute (laughs) oh yeah uh so my first 24 hours in country, um, I was tired because it was a long flight from Kansas to Baltimore, um, and then Baltimore to Germany, and then Germany to Manas. And then we stayed in Manas for, I think, five days, and then from there to Afghanistan. And so get there, I'm standing in line like all day long uh, to get my room key and my laundry bag and ammo, which made it hilarious because when I got there, they had five rounds left in the ammo bag they brought. So I had five rounds for about a month and a half um, in a, in a, yeah, in a combat zone country. Yes. Oh, five rounds. That's going to do wonders <laughs> if you get attacked by a militia or something. Yeah. Well, even so, uh, my MOS and the battalion I was with, as long as, as well as the brigade I was with, I was in an aviation brigade. So, we're not the ones that's going to go and shoot back right away. Fair. Will, if like our area was under attack, would we try to go to the line and aid our quick reaction forces or anything like that in shooting back? Yes. But yeah. if not needed, we're supposed to hide in a bunker. Right. Um, so 
I get my ammo, I get my laundry bag, I go up to my room. My roommate is, uh, my first time meeting this roommate, he was going through a moment in his life. Uh, I don't know how to explain it in a podcast. Uh, it was uh, wax in his van. And the f- upon the first meeting this guy, like he stood straight up behind his... <laughs> Straight up behind his wall locker, and I was like, "Hey, what's going on, man?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm all, I'm all right." And I was like, "You need me? To, you need me to leave?" He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "All right, uh, I'll, I'll be back. Dude, I'm gonna go smoke a cigarette." I was like, "Put a sock on the door or something. Like, give me some kind of warning." Hi, I'm your roommate, though. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ! But later on that day, I come back in the room and I pass out, and all of a sudden there's like a banging on my door, and I'm thinking I'm late. Like I'm thinking I'm lit. Like I missed our formation, or I missed the bus to work, and they've been trying to find me all day, and I've been passed out of my room. And so I like dive out of bed and I open the door, and it's my NCO. He was like, "Oh, I'm just here to make sure you're okay." I'm like, "What? What's going on?" He was like, "We just got a mortar attack, and you slipped through it." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm going back to bed." How do you sleep through a motor? Fucking. I don't. I don't know how I did it. Those things aren't quiet in any no. kind of way, and especially since there's like alarms throughout the base saying like if there's an impending rocket attack or mortar attack, it's a really loud alarm too. And she has an English accent. I don't know how she has the English accent, but she does. It's like it's rocket. <laughs> like, is this alarm louder than like your fire alarm shit? Or like, uh. I'd say it's pretty it's pretty on part of that plus with the talking because it'll make beeps and then it'll talk and then it'll beep again and it'll tell you to the wait for the all clear. Mm-hmm. That's a very good question. How the fuck did you sleep through that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I slept through that. I was out. See, I'm a I'm <laughs> jet a, lag hit me so hard. See, I'm a relatively deep sleeper, but um, I wake up. I instantly wake up if I hear like an unfamiliar voice or sound. But if I hear a familiar voice, I stay the fuck awake. I may sleep. It's fucking weird. My body's weird. <laughs> like that's yeah, no, an same. unfamiliar voice. I'm waking the fuck up. I, I know that person. I'll stay asleep. <laughs> yeah, I go through the same thing. Except for when my kids are staring at me while I'm sleeping, I'll wake up and it'll freak me the fuck out. <laughs> because... I don't know why they do that. They'll come in your room like, Dad, Dad, why are you whispering at me? <laughs> Um, this is why I hate hotels, because there's so thin walls, and I just wake up, like, every fucking few hours in hotels because of this fucking shit. I hate sleeping at hotels. Yeah, that's fair. You keep, around, you keep on hearing somebody banging their toe. Oh, well, yeah, or you just hear an unfamiliar <laughs> voice, and your body's like, wake the fuck up, you don't, you're in danger! <laughs> Even though I'm not body, but, you know, sure. Yeah, right? You don't never, you never know, though. Someone could break down my door, so, we never know, I guess. <laughs> Um, fuck, I have no train of thought today, I don't know why. Um, Operator, so, you also do a little bit of streaming, don't you? Yes. Uh, where can they find your Twitch channel? Uh, twitch.tv uh, slash uh, operator level. Same as, as you see at the top of the screen. That's exactly how it's written out. <laughs> and then, um, what made you want to get into streaming? Um, so I've always kind of had a problem with, like, talking with people. And what's funny is, like, my job, I kind of have to talk to people. Like, I have to brief them on, like, what I'm doing. Or I have to teach a class on either some kind of battle drill or something like that. <clears throat> so this kind of helps me kind of break out of that shell, which kind of does that in a weird way. It takes a lot of people out of their comfort zone, and then it forces you to, like, engage with another living person that you've never seen yeah that does interest <laughs> but kind of got me into it and then talking to the wife got her into it she's doing it way more often i've been kind of on a break for a while just because of 
<clears throat> we went to California for some training and then we came back and then we got all our vehicles. And then once we got all our vehicles, then we got told, hey, in the next few months, we might be going over to Europe. So it's kind of been like a roller coaster. I'm on leave right now just so I can kind of take a break. And I'm about to PCS to Hawaii in the next few months. Yeah, I was about to say, I know you were talking about saying you might not be able to do this episode, but you were talking, there was talk about being deployed. Yeah. Yeah. I got taken off the list. I was on the list, off the list, on the list, and now I'm officially off the list. <laughs> Don't you love how that works? Yeah. So the the best description of the military, or at least the army for me, is organized chaos. Mm -hmm. Which so it works well with people with ADHD, even. <laughs> but I'm organized chaos in my own way with my ADHD, so I feel like there's <laughs> intertwine with that and it'd be a shit show. <laughs> As its moments. I mean, to be fair, we had um. Hot guy, he is you know ADHD, and he was fucking air traffic control <laughs> for the army. So that must have been interesting. Hey, everybody's got to find their focus. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, you have any other favorite stories? For some reason, I have no train of thought today. It's one of those fucking days. Ah, <laughs> uh, let me think here. I mean, Jesus Christ. Also, if anyone in chat has any questions, feel free to ask them. And I swear to God, Cardi, if you ask the question that you're thinking. Oh my God, I'm being shot at from the missus. And Jedi, you have any questions, you can step at any time if you ever have a question. Okay, so uh, let's say for whatever reason you weren't, like when you uh, first went to enlist, you weren't able to get into the, like, into the role that you're currently doing. Um, if you couldn't do what you're currently doing, what do you think that you would be doing, like, otherwise? So... That actually brings up a very interesting story. So that actually kind of happened to me. Uh, so when I was originally enlisting, I was coming in as a 15 Echo, which is a UAV maintainer. So basically all the maintenance jobs for when it comes to any unmanned aerial vehicles. Yeah. And I couldn't get that job because I had a lot of debt and the army thought that I would take somebody's money to pay off my debt i'm like that's why i'm kind of joining the military to pay off my debt but okay we'll we'll go we'll go with that <laughs> so like, you might take a bribe i am i am taking a bribe from you guys <laughs> um jesus what kind of so, uniform do you wear i'm actually curious about that uh ocps is our current color pattern um uh something color pattern i can't remember the whole name of it that's fair or UCP, Uniform Color Pattern. It has a whole bunch of names. Uh, it basically is kind of more greenish than the ACUs that were out when I came in, which were, like, the moon colored. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where they came up with that idea. They're like, oh, it's urban combat. And it's like, nah, that's not that kind of color. Jeez. But the ones that they have now, I like the color. Um, they have a sunny, summer uniform that just recently started getting cycled around it's really comfortable especially when the uniform is incredibly stiff are summer uniforms normal what's up are those a normal thing summer uniforms uh for the army no uh yeah. usually it was just one uh type of flavor and that's stiff um very stiff and nothing does no, does nothing but like you sweat immensely in the stuff and what's nice is the summer uniform, it's a lot lighter, kind of dries off a little bit faster when you get sweat on it or water on it. So it's it's a lot more comfortable than the regular really stiff uniform. Sounds like something I would just wear all year round. <laughs> yeah, we wear it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Um, the army doesn't believe in pockets, even though they'll give you like 13 of them. Um, I'm serious. You can't have your hands in your pockets. You can't have oh, your hands that, in your wallet. That's what you mean. Okay. Uh, you can't have your hands in your pockets. You can't have anything bulging out of your pockets. So if like you try to tuck your cap inside your pocket, you can't do that because it bulges out. Yeah. But we'll give you 13 of them. Yeah, we'll give you a, we'll give you hip pockets, ankle pockets, butt pockets, side pockets, pockets on your top, pockets on your shoulders, more pockets, uh, yet your hands can't go in any of them. Also, did I mention you can put barely anything in them, but you can't balance them open? So how yeah, exactly. <laughs> there used to be on the ACUs. There used to be a um, I don't know if you remember them with like sh like shorts or like workout pants, that little like cord that you can pull on to tighten them up. Yeah. Uh, they had those on the ACU pockets. Um, at least the pants port of the cargo portion of it. And what really sucked is like your buddy behind you or next to you can grab onto that thing and like pull backwards really far and then let it go and it'll snap you in the back of the leg. Jesus. <laughs> and we don't hate each other at all. No, not at all. Not at all. It's just, it's just called the, the wonderful love of being in the military. Yeah, it's a weird kind of love. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah. Everything's fine. Oh, that's right, Paul. You, had, you were the woodlands. But also, Paul was um, Navy, so he CB Navy, so he wore different uniforms than you did. But yeah. Yeah. What's funny is the Air Force has the exact same pattern as we do. So to change it up, instead of black writing for like where it says U.S. Army in our last name, yeah, theirs is like a weirdish, like weird orangish reddish color. So you could barely even read it from a distance. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> I did not know that one. Yeah, I haven't seen what the Space Force's uniform is yet. I'm pretty sure it's the same as the Air Force, too. Wait, which one? The Space Force. I completely forgot they're even making that. Thing. <laughs> I'll be honest. Oh, so far is they. I think just recently posted another graduation video. I forgot that we were doing this thing. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, are we just doing? active military in it or how that i don't know i don't i don't know all the details on like the space force on if they have like a reserve unit or if it's all like active duty i know most of the people that are in the space force are like prior air force or prior like another branch yeah that transferred over like the other that's probably easiest fuck to be that job maybe a door gunner for a spaceship you know <laughs> seems like a smart idea you never know what we're going to come across. I mean, you know, we could have another fucking race to whatever the fuck planet. <laughs> we had a race to the moon. Might as well do a race to Mars or something. <laughs> but fuck. Right, gotta be the first ones there. Except for this time, it's not just between US and Russia. It's against the entire world. Yeah, and the other worlds. <laughs> yes, and the other ones. <laughs> we will kill all the aliens. <laughs> Oh, um, you have any advice for people that wanted to get into content creation? What was that? You have any advice for someone that's wanting to get into like content creation, streaming, and stuff like that? Don't be a wuss and do it. That's a very fair point. <laughs> I hundred percent agree. Myself out of so many streams, like ah, no, I I can't do today. No, today I got, I got waking up to do today. <laughs> well, I was talking for the longest time. You can ask Jedi. For the longest time, I was talking myself out from even starting this podcast. He's <laughs> like, it's not going to do well. I don't care enough. And I got proved wrong when I started the podcast. Because you can ask yeah. Jedi. I was trying to talk myself out of that shit. Yeah. And that's, that's when we told him, shut the fuck up, quit being a bitch, and hit the button. Exactly. Well, the best thing to do is just hit 
Just hit start recording. I mean, I didn't, hit, then. I didn't hit the button. It's called I messaged my first guest and said, fuck it. Now I'm committed because I have a guest lined up. That's fair. No, and that is, and that is so true because even, even with me before streaming, when I started podcasting, I was a very quiet person. I thought to myself, how the hell am I going to keep up a conversation with somebody? <laughs> Especially when I'm always very anxious and don't like to talk to people. And yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, once I once I once I hit it, you know, I just I was like, holy shit, I'm just talking to a buddy of mine. Okay, I can do this. All right, we have a question from Pool in the chat. He says, as a father and husband in military, what is one of the hardest things you have to deal with with being deployed? So, the hardest the hardest thing, the one thing that like I always contemplate on getting out of the military is the saying goodbye. I hate saying goodbye to my kids. I hate saying goodbye to the wife. It's probably my biggest complaint is the away time um whether it's just going to the field for 14 days and yeah i can talk to her on the phone or go to california for a month and i can't talk to her on the phone well i can't in front of anyone i'd have to like go to a bathroom or in the middle of the night be inside my sleeping bag like covered over my face and i could whisper to her mm -hmm. um the one thing i hate the most is saying goodbye i hate it it's like it is absolute the one thing i hate about the military is having to tell my kids, hey, I'm not going to be home tomorrow or the next X amount of months. I can't tell them how long I'm going to be gone. I can't tell my family when I'm coming home well, because all that information is, you know, considered OPSEC and it puts people in danger and it delays flights. Well, so especially if you are uh, deployed and stuff, things could change at any point as well. So you yourself don't really know how long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like I knew... When I was coming home from my deployment before my wife did, which kind of stirred up an issue because before you leave, you give all your information to an FRG, which is a family readiness group. And they're supposed to like, hey, they'll send it out an email saying, hey, around this time, uh, your spouse should be home. Um, we're just kind of like letting you know ahead of time. And then we'll email you uh, or call you the day of his flight to let you know. Just don't post it on Facebook, which was hilarious. So they sent my wife a book called OPSEC and Ham. Yeah. And it was like green eggs and ham, but it was about OPSEC, which is operational security. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> I talked to her that night on the phone when she got that email about OPSEC and ham. And she was like, what the fuck is OPSEC? Because I couldn't understand that book like whatsoever. And I was like, just don't tell anyone on like Facebook or message my mom saying when I'm coming home or message anybody. She was like, they could have just told me that. And I would have understood it instead of sending me a book <laughs> that I couldn't fucking figure out. I'm actually curious what the fuck this book looks like. <laughs> I can't cry. <laughs> I doubt she still has that thing anymore. <laughs> and <then we> have... <laughs> she deleted it like as soon as she got it. We have a question from Azra. What are some things you do to cope with being deployed? Um, working out. Uh, <laughs> a lot of gym time. Um, so uh, my schedule was uh, I'd wake up. Uh, go get some breakfast, go to work during lunch. I would go to the gym and then have whatever kind of lunch. And then after work, I would go to the gym and then go eat dinner and then go to bed. A lot of gym time uh, just to kind of get that testosterone because you're not doing any kind of thing with anybody. Yeah, people are doing that thing. I don't know. No, there's there's no deployment honeys for me. <laughs> um, But a lot of the things that get our aggression out and everything like that is going to the range if there's any kind of range day and shooting stuff um, or going to the gym or playing video games. But I don't, I didn't, I don't even think I brought anything like that. 
I think I brought my phone. That was as much technology as I had with me, and it didn't work out there except for when I was in Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people bring their Xbox. I know one of our NCOs brought his Xbox and a projector, so we'd play Halo because uh, this was around Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> before like the xbox one it was i think he brought his xbox 360 yeah so we played halo a lot inside of a room with a projector um yeah just yeah just that and drinking near beer so so um out of all the firearms you shot which one's your favorite uh my favorite thing to shoot would have to be the m2 so m2a or m2a2 it's a 50 cal automatic rifle uh definitely half mass the entire time you're shooting that thing if not full mast um <laughs> it's a lot of fun to shoot it's a big round it hits whatever it's gonna melt it yeah uh, my um, favorite firearm and only firearm i own is my 3030 winchester <laughs> that's nice so my favorite recently to fire is the army's new pistol um it's their sig it's their m9 platform it's a really it's m17 i think it is yeah m17 it is a really nice pistol shoot like i would own that personally like for personal use mm-hmm. i only ever ever owned or shot a 22 and i got uh, that i got that when i was about 15 for christmas okay right. i know i have nothing but revolvers because i'm from california and their handgun laws suck so revolvers aren't against any of them so <laughs> i lived in the sticks at the time so hunting was a thing yeah Wait, wait, hold, the revolvers aren't illegal in California? Nope. So, so are you telling me you can get a 50 Magum and it'd be okay? Or that one they might have that if they, <laughs> so when it's, when it comes to like, so you can go out of state and buy a handgun. Well, yeah. But that handgun then has to be shipped and modified if you live in California. And it'll say that in any state you live in. Or any state you're in. So if you go to like Arizona and you buy a handgun out there and they look at your address and they're like, oh, it's in California, man. I got to ship this to a real retailer and they have to modify it when you when you go to pick it up. Like, what are they modifying to it? Just whatever California's regulations are on it. I mean, fair. Fair, <laughs> I guess. Fucking California. They have like the most That's strict fair. rules on anything. <laughs> yeah. California is its own, like, country at this point. Honestly, uh, honestly, you're not wrong. Just crossing the border is like a $2 increase in gas prices. I also love on how when you read in the back of any type of cleaning chemical and stuff, it always says, certify, it says, buy the um fucking by the california law this shit and then it laces all their um what you <laughs> may cause cancer do, what you should not do may cause cancer do not ingest do not yeah. smell <laughs> this tells you all the so, shit you shouldn't do but it's all from california apparently yeah so even what's makes it hilarious is that's not just on like every bottle in california that's also on like every apartment <laughs> same sign <laughs> do not uh, <laughs> yeah. do not burn down this place you will be charged yeah <laughs> why could i see like, california doing that so what i so don't get me wrong california does suck in a lot of ways but it makes up for it in like the things you can do in california because you can hunt in california like i lived right like near an area where you can, can go you hunt, hunt? Yeah, uh, deer. deer you got hunting some deer well, I'm yeah. assuming there's, like, state parks and stuff you can hunt deer at. Yeah. There's a lot of areas. I'm from the northern portion of California, so there's a lot of hunting up there. 
a lot more than people think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's not all palm trees. I like, mean, everyone you just, thinks. You just wouldn't think of that when you think of exactly. California. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I grew up in an area that had, like, lifted trucks and everything like that. I had two horses. <laughs> I listened to country music. <laughs> Everybody's just like, oh, you're from California. Do you go surfing? No, I go snowboarding. <laughs> That's how you make people think they're high on drugs. Yeah. Um, and then Astra asks, um, out of the places you've been to, what is your favorite place that you've been to? Uh, so favorite places I've been to in my career, Korea so far. Uh, not just because I'm an alcoholic and it's really cheap to get drunk there, because it is. <laughs> it's really fucking cheap. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Um, but Korea, just because it's a different culture. Mm-hmm. Um. Like everyone knows, like it's like, oh, you live in Texas, so you deal with Texans, or oh, you live in because I've been to Kansas, Korea, Hawaii, and here in Texas. Uh, Korea was so far my favorite, just because it was experiencing a different culture than the U.S. Yeah, see, I've um, now, well, I've been outside of the U.S. outside, but that's on canoeing on the Barry Waters. So you know, like you touch Canada. And then you have to, you can't be in there for too far because now you're breaking the law because you don't have a legal passport. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been to Canada. <laughs> Just not legally, I guess. Yeah. I'd say the most like interesting place I've been to is Manus. So it's in yeah. Kyrgyzstan, um, which is completely Chinese. But the Russians had invaded it back in like World War II era and everything like that. So every Asian person out there speaks Russian. Jesus. So it was the weirdest like culture shock I had ever experienced. Cause like I go into the shop at to get some smokes and some like snacks. And these two Asian descendant people were speaking Russian to each other. And I was just like, ah, where am I? Okay, <laughs> what that's... kind of twilight zone did I step into? That's um, a mind fuck to me. Was this so... was this a door to a portal to Russia? Like what the fuck? Am I alternate dimension now? What the hell yeah. happened? <laughs> Ooh, I just thought of a funny thing that happened. Uh so while I was deployed, um, I was looking outside the perimeter fence and there was some goats walking around and all around um, Kandahar, which is where I was based at, um, there's landmines Oh, all around it. And you can see them because they get marked. They have a little mound of dirt on top of it and they'll put a rock on top of that mound. It's like a warning, don't step here, it's a landmine. Have we thought about removing these said landmines? It sounds like a a small safety hazard. (laughs) Now they kept them around. Like, uh, like the, the farmers would move around them and everything like that they didn't move them. They just kept them there. Um, but these goats were walking around it. One of them stepped on it. And yeah, that goat went everywhere. It's funniest fucking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess that's what's for dinner. <laughs> it sounds like a slightly, this is a little safety hazard. I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank God. They're lucky they don't have something called OSHA. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sorry, OSHA. OSHA doesn't mean anything in the military. No. We do a lot of sketchy things. Like I've stepped in water while welding, and oh, yeah. it's it's not comforting. No, <laughs> it's not comforting at all. I'm just picturing. I've done it. I'm just picturing OSHA walks into like a grocery store or something, and there's just a warning side by it. Warning: landmine. Please stay yeah. away. <laughs> walk around it. Please walk around the whole field. Yeah. Um, this nine, whole field. Aisle nine is a landmine field. Please step away. <laughs> watch out for the pebbles. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, 
They're lucky they don't have a thing called OSHA, apparently. Yeah. I'm but we, like, we're, like, all about have... being... I just don't understand. Just keep them around, I guess, for our own safety. <laughs> I guess. Keep them around. <laughs> remove the pebbles if you ever get invaded. And then they have another there. Right. <laughs> Let's just have, have that one soldier that's like, hey, I volunteered to take the pebbles off. That's <laughs> 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 not, it's not my job. Um, they didn't do it anymore when I when I got in and when I deployed. There used to be this thing called burn pits, um, which we'd still deal. We still do burn stuff, like any kind of like documentation. You'll take it to a, a burning area and you'll set it on fire and stuff like that. Uh, but there used to be uh, poop that was burned also because we couldn't get rid of it. It was waste and stuff like that. So we would burn it. Yeah, it's not a good thing for anyone's health. And yeah, you'd be standing there churning the pot. Or the pot being the pot turner, and you're with the big old like stick just mixing the poop sludge up while it's burning. Um, have you had like any um interesting or bad experiences with your higher ups at all? Actually, I don't know if you can you talk about those since you're active. Yeah, yeah, okay. no problem at all talking about my toxic leadership. Oh, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> so I don't know if he's this way anymore. Uh, but my first NCO when I got in, he was, he might be better now. I don't know. Uh, but when I got in and had to deal with this guy, this guy got mad at me one time for not getting mad that he was mad at me. Yeah. He was yelling at me for something I did. And I was saying, Roger, yeah, I did it. Yeah. Roger. And he got mad that I didn't get mad. And he's like, you have no passion or anything like that. Um, uh, when it came to me asking him for any kind of help on how to find up, find out how to sign up for college. He did. It. He just said, "Go to the Ed Center," and it was he was a "do as I say, not as I do" kind of kind of person. Yeah. So that was my experience with an NCO, and I made sure, and I've made sure in my career to not be that NCO to my soldiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I haven't been. Uh, anytime they ask me for just about anything, I try and get. If I don't have the information, I get the information, and I make sure to like inform my soldiers everything. Biggest thing that I can say to anybody that's in the military, that's active, or in the reserves, is just be that person to talk to, be approachable. Yeah, that's something someone that I've always learned because I used to be um, an assistant store manager. So with that, I've always been like to make my employees feel that I'm approachable with topics and stuff. I'm not the um, screaming aggressive type of manager. Yeah, exactly. He's a boss and a leader. Yeah, I'm a completely different person at work than yeah. I am out here in the IRL. <laughs> yeah. I always always try to be a leader, so you want to be that person that's just going to get just as dirty as your soldiers would. Yep. Like, I know they do the whole, like, my hands are dirty so that my leader's hands can be clean. Now my hands are getting dirty just as much as yours are. Well, yeah. It's a whole line of respect kind of thing there. Yeah. At least in my eyes. I know other people say otherwise, but in my eyes, oh, yeah. showing, you know, the most respect you can. If you, sh- if you tell someone to do something, you're doing the same thing. It shows, uh, like, levels of respect. There's a different word I was trying to look for there, but, you know, that's besides the point. <laughs> I'm trying to hit on, so... <laughs> yeah, 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 you get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, So what do you normally stream? Are you like a variety streamer, or what games do you normally stream? Um, so when I first got into streaming, I was playing a lot of Titanfall 2, game, which I still like, play. To, yeah, I still play that game to this day, even though its servers are absolute like, garbage nowadays. Um, <laughs> I haven't played too but, much in multiplayer, but I like the story of the single player. Yeah, oh story. yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was a really good story that that was two 
I, I wouldn't say it was too short. It was because short, like yeah. it yeah, it was oh, short, but it was like fulfilling. Like you have no problem playing that story again. Yeah. Um but mostly first person shooter type games. Um, but nothing like COD. I'm not a big fan of COD. That's fair. Um That's fair. <laughs> um, I played a bit like I I played a bit of Vanguard and like I like that type of COD where it's just Yo, like team on like, team kind of COD. I like Vanguard better than I like the other CODs. Vanguard's my personal favorite out of all the CODs yeah. I played. It's just Vanguard gives you that different feel that most CODs don't. Yeah. Like I like the whole team on team kind of i don't like dropping into a spot like all those like apex yeah. i played apex for a while i even streamed it for a while i, I like, like games like destiny i feel halo, like you those enjoy, kind of games uh, one game i feel like you enjoy since you like tarkov and you know you like the kind of shooting games would be tarkov i feel like a game that you enjoy so, would be tarkov <laughs> I'm just so saying. it's funny i've i've talked to my buddies about getting tarkov and everything and and they're all like they have the same Every time I've watched them play it or them stream it, it seems like nothing but a sweat fest. It can be. And it, disappointment. It, it, it really can be. Um, but if you ever get into it, let me know. Me and Poole both play Tarkov quite a bit. So, so I've definitely, I've definitely nice. molded over. Yeah, I've definitely thought about getting it. I think I have the website that you could buy it from, like, liked on my, or favorited on my internet. Yeah, you can buy it from um, state. Yeah. Yeah. And... Well, like i see like the whole reset thing that happens don't get me wrong it's a neat idea with the reset because it puts everyone on that level playing field well they plan on um they're only doing this for when they're in their beta they're planning to remove it when the game fully releases they're just right now trying okay. to, they're trying to figure out how to level out the economy without doing it so because um if they right now with everything they have everything still in testing phases when they, if they don't wipe everyone's just too overpowered because everyone has everything and then yeah exactly <laughs> so is it the wipe i like which is a nice real fresh restart i know a lot of people don't but i personally like the wipe yeah i think it's a neat idea because it just kind of resets everybody mm -hmm. it doesn't keep those person that's like overpowered it just sucks when like say you're at work or something and they do the wipe so by the time you get on someone's already got better stuff than you and just gonna find you <laughs> Yep, and um, another, um, the one thing I do wish they didn't do is, like, wipe all your tasks and stuff. Because when you yeah. wipe, you have to redo all the tasks and everything. Granted, they add some in, and they change uh, and they change a little bit of the task system, but every wipe. But it'll be nice if we kept those tasks, and they just added new ones in. Versus in just removing, wiping our, our tasks completely clean. <laughs> We have to redo what we just fucking did. <laughs> so that's the, my only take on the wipe that I feel negative about. <laughs> but You're trying to say something, Jedi? Oh, I was just saying that I've been forbidden from playing Tarkov. It's true. It's true. I highly suggest you don't get Tarkov until you feel better. And, and, at yet, <laughs> and, and, and yet you're the one who keeps offering to buy it for me. <laughs> I never offered to buy it from you. I don't know where the fuck you heard that or who's telling you this, but I have never offered to buy you Tarkov. I've offered to buy you scum, which I did buy you scum, but I have never offered to buy you Tarkov. Then the whole like paying more for a bigger bag. I do own that. I do own the EOD edition, which is $150. <laughs> See, that's the whole thing. Like... I do own. Well, you also, um, during, so you get, um, so yeah, you get your bigger, um, gamma case 
and then yeah. you, get, you get your gamma case, which a gamma case is a bigger thing that you can put items in and you don't lose them if you die with that in your gamma case. But yeah, you also get a bigger inventory space for your stash. Um, but then you also start with, during the wipes, you start with um, 500,000 rubles, a few guns right off the bat, and medical supplies. And then you also get all DLCs for free that come out. So there That's are, not too bad. There are some benefits <laughs> to it. <laughs> yeah. It's not just... You get bigger stash. Have fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have more stuff to cram. Uh, trust me. With that fucking, hey, you need that bigger stash to in Tarkov. It's like I still play fucking Tetris all the time, even with that bigger stash. <laughs> you fucking need that thing. Now, you see, I love Tetris. And I, I remember the first time I watched somebody playing streaming tarkov and just watching what they had to do with their inventory <laughs> it's a nightmare no it's a... i no i i had to dm somebody i'm like no you guys i'm like re- i'm like bro i'm like really anxious right now and they're like well what were you doing i watched tarkov i was watching what this guy had to do he's like you're never playing that game <laughs> it's a nightmare it tri- it triggered my anxiety. I think that's why I just can't play it. That's why I'm telling you not to play Tarkov. Also, um, there's so many times in Tarkov that you get shot at. Got no idea where those bullets are coming from. So you're just like, all right, let's take a step back. Shit, dude, that happens to me in COD. What I mean by you live though. We're not in hardcore. You li- you live when you get shot. So you need to step back, figure out where you're being shot from, heal. And then adjust the situation. And for example, being pool, sometimes we just wait it out and just wait for the guy to piss off. <laughs> That's fair. We just I agree with uh, Ezra in the chat, though. I really am interested in that Skull want, and Bones game. Uh, once I get my, once I get a new job, I am pre-ordering that game. Yeah, I'm really interested in that. No, I, I said that. Too. It looks like a better version of CFEs, personally. I, I have been waiting for that game for a very long time. Yeah, so a guy, a guy I follow on TikTok, um, I also follow him on streaming. Played a few games with each other, HLC. I don't know if you guys have seen him. Basically, he's a bald E7 on TikTok. Yeah. Um, we were talking about Skull and Bones yesterday, and yeah, we're we're really excited about it and can't wait until it launches. Yeah. Once again, Jeb, I'm definitely pre-ordering the shit out of it just for I have it. And I plan on playing launch day. Might stream it, might not. I haven't fully decided on that one yet. <laughs> the big downside for me is that when it launches, because I think it's like November time frame is when it's supposed to be launching. Yeah. I'm moving <laughs> during that entire like month time frame. I won't have my computer at all. That fucking sucks. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I could have it, but I can't touch it. <laughs> Like yeah, you can pre-order and get the you know yeah. pre-order exclusive shit. You just can't touch any of it yeah. <laughs> until later on. Because it takes a while. So we're moving to Hawaii, and mm. that shipment doesn't go fast because we moved from Korea to Hawaii before we came to before we came here to Texas, and it was like two months before our stuff finally got there. So we were like TV lit. Well, they let you. I think we had a rental. No, we had a laptop. That's what we had. That was our TV for a good two months. My car took longer because it had to ship from Korea to California and then from California's port to Hawaii when it's in fucking between the two. But even with the car down there, getting around is not easy. No, yeah. um, Well, I work um, the company I work for, I work for Redbox. And uh, we have machines down there and people that have to service said machines. (laughs) 
it is not an easy task for them. No. <laughs> oh, they're, con- they're constantly island hopping. Yeah. Plus, like, everybody's like, oh, you can get around the island in like an hour and a half. With, yeah, with no traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One island no, out of what, like the five or so that are there. <laughs> and then Korea's um, the other side of the road, right? What's they're, up? They're, Korea's one of those places that are on the other side of the road, right? No. Oh, they're no, on the same just side? Like west, yeah, just like here. Okay. Um, the sure. only, yeah, the only the the biggest thing to learn out there um, in Korea is never drive in the bus lane because it takes photos of your license plate and you'll get a ticket for each time it takes a picture. Not one ticket, a ticket for each time. Oh. So it <laughs> takes like three cameras? or four pictures of the same occurrence. Then wow. How many yeah, it, it, in this bus lane? a lot. So just go plow through it, doing like fifty miles per hour. Don't worry, you might end up with like twenty tickets. Yeah, because <laughs> no one like it's a bus lane, so no one's on that lane, of course, except for the bus. So it's pretty clear. So everybody's just like, "Oh, I'll just go over on that lane while it's taking pictures of you." We had an ever... NCO that took like that got seven individual tickets. Did you ever learn the hard way by getting a ticket, or were you told? Um, so that one we were warned about when we got in country. Um, we got a had a whole like week of briefing, and they're like, "Hey, if you ever get a TMP license, or if you're here with your own POV, or you buy a POV, like personal own vehicle, um, do not drive in the bus line. You will get a ticket each time that you pass a camera. So just don't do it." And so I didn't do it. I did get tickets, yes, in Korea. I had uh, one for uh, driving through a toll. Um, because there's a pay one, and you know there's ones that if you have the little sensor like we have out here in the U.S., mm-hmm. I didn't have a sensor, and I didn't know that that was the sensor lane until I, you know, was up to the lane, and mm-hmm. it was too late to change lanes. So it's just like, well, I'll get the ticket for it, and I didn't realize at the bottom of the ticket there's a there's a date, and of course in it's in Korean, so you have if you don't know Korean, you're not reading it right. Um, but at the bottom of it, there's a date and it's pay by this date or it increases by like a lot. So the ticket was like $40 and it increased up to almost $4,000 because I didn't pay for it on time. It's like oh, fucking shit. highway robbery right there. <laughs> hey, hey, They're all privately owned. Everything's like, privately owned hey, out so there. Here's your $40 ticket. By the way, if you pay this back on time, we're going to times that by fucking 100 Yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Like, luckily, um, whenever you have tickets and stuff like that, and you go to leave Korea, there's a there's a place you'll go to on on base, and they'll search up your license and make sure you don't have any outstanding tickets or anything like that. And they found the ticket I had, and they're like, "Hey, we got to call this company because right now you owe them like four grand." And I'm like, "Uh." what no. i don't i don't have that <laughs> and they were like yeah we figured you didn't have that so we'll call them and they did it right in front of me they talked to them they got knocked down to i think 300 bucks which is a lot better <laughs> i mean yeah i'd rather you know cough up three hundred and four thousand yeah. dollars um at, and ravina Fay, she had gotten a ticket also while we we're in korea um she was getting her hair done and the parking lot for the place was blocked, like full. So she parked across the street in this empty spot. But it turns out there was like CCTV, like at that spot, mm. just taking picture after picture of her license plate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So from what I'm gathering here, Korea likes their cameras. Oh yeah, it's it's <laughs> like a lot of the a lot of the country is run by CCTV. Okay. Well, um, even there. in our apartment, we had CCTV. And we could like the playgrounds around our apartment complex. We could see them all on CCTV. So if like our oldest, because our other two were toddlers at the time, so we'd go to the park with them, of course. But our oldest could go to the park by herself because we could 
watcher from not only our TV, but also we had a little a little TV on our wall that it was, both were patched into CCTV. Um, so yeah, viewers, if you're watching, if you're watching us, and you ever want to go to Korea, be careful of cameras because they got those fuckers everywhere. Apparently, yeah, constantly taking pictures <laughs> of your, what you're doing wrong. Yeah. Um, also, never get hit by a bus because uh, it's your fault. If you hit the bus or the bus hits you, it's your fault because um, it's it's bigger and you should have seen it. Um, that's not how things work, but I'm the go with it. Yeah. Like, no matter what, it's your fault. Like the best way to get out of like an accident is to be driving around with your hazards on your headlights on, uh, honking your horn. That way everyone knows where you are. So if somebody hits you, it's definitely their fault. So here, here's the question. Now, if the bus driver is like under the influence, he still gets charged, right? That's, that's still technically his fault. Or are they still claiming it's their fault? No, it'll still be a portion of your fault. Because <laughs> the bus is bigger than you. No matter what, it's going to be your it's, fault. If it's, a, I, it's I, if it's between you and the bus, the bus will win. All right. So if a bus hits a bus, then? Uh, that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Are they both at fault because they didn't see each other? <laughs> and it's a it's an at-fault country, so like no matter what, it's like both parties' problem. Mm -hmm. um, unless you just like... Because I was at a, a traffic light, and this taxi cab like bumped me in the back, and he comes out, and he's like, Are you okay? And I'm like, Yeah, I'm okay. He was like, Do you want to call the cops? I was like, No. He was like, Oh, thank God. I don't want to either. <laughs> I went to the back of the car and didn't see any difference. It looked just the same. So I was just like, Gaddy, yeah, I'm good. I don't need any information. He was like, oh, thank God. Jesus Christ. See, here in Minnesota, we are a, uh, like, whoever hit who first kind of deal. Like, if you hit them, you're to blame. But also, Minnesota, we're also, we also go by the law of, um, similar to Korea, where um, each person has half to blame. Because it takes, yeah. each person has half to blame. But if you can fully prove that the guy was like, for example, under the influence, it's completely their fault, basically. Yeah. That's only if you can prove it. No one can prove, fully prove that it was their fault is 50-50. Yeah, that's how California is also. It's an at-fault state. So if there's an accident, it's both y'all's fault until you can prove that it's definitely their fault. Yeah. Yeah, Korea was a good place. A lot of, a lot of fun culture, a lot of different drinks. Uh, like I said... <laughs> It's really like the five bucks and you can have yourself a case of something. What is your favorite thing from the Korean culture? Um, just the, the festivals they do out there. So there was a, a festival for just kids. Like it was about children. Oh. Um, and that's, what's really like, it's awkward, but really cool about that culture is that they really like kids. Like they really like kids, um, to where they kind of go out of their way to introduce themselves to children and talk to the kid and play with the kids. It's also kind of creepy when you're from like our side of the world. When you ever have some random adult talking to your child, you kind of freak the fuck out. Uh, but out there, it's completely normalized. Like we were walking through town and this old woman came out to us and like got down low so that she could meet our kids. And then our son, who's the youngest at the time, he was in the stroller, passed out. She was trying to wake him up so that she could meet him. Where she followed us also for like a few blocks, making this noise to try and wake him up. Yeah, that's a little creepy here in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's, a little weird. That's how you get socked in the face in the U.S. <laughs> That's, that's how you get some issues here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's like the fastest way to get like on someone's bad side in the U.S. is to like 
It's a creepy randomly, child. yeah, yeah. <laughs> randomly, just like start meeting their children before they've even like said anything to you. Like they'll completely ignore the adult. Oh yeah, that's that's how <laughs> that's how you cause some issues here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. I, I and uh, the temples. They were really, really cool. I hear good things really about the temples. Cool. I would yeah. love to see Korean temples. Um, they had a Buddhist temple that we went to, um, which was really high up. There was a lot of walking, a lot of stairs, a lot of stairs. They're not wheelchair friendly at all. <laughs> There's a lot of stairs. Um, but and then you got to pay for like certain offerings. Uh, we made uh, it was a lantern. Um, we got to write our names on the side of it and like a prayer on the other side of it for Buddha. It was really neat um, and really cheap, and it all goes to the temple to help. Oh, that's like, nice. Yeah, so you're paying for that. You can pay for shingles that they'll actually sh hang up on the roof um, that you can sign and stuff like that, and your name will stay forever with that temple he until they change that shingle out. Hear, hear that? Korean temples aren't like fucking Catholic churches where <laughs> they make over-the-top churches and half their donations that they force you to pay to even be a part of it go to whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you're paying for the private liner that preacher has. Yeah. <laughs> On Korea, you're paying for the repairs. <laughs> hear, hear that, Catholic people? You learned from your colleagues. I don't know what to fucking call them. I don't know what's going on with that, but Catholic people, learn. Like another culture. So they're so they're very Christian out there also in certain areas. So one day uh, we were about to leave and we were packing up the kids to get ready to leave. And someone knocked on our door. And of course, we saw through CCTV of who it was because there's cameras like right outside your door also. Yeah. Um, so you can see who's at your front door and you can unlock the door from like a camera from a console in your front room. It was I, it was by far the most updated house I've ever lived in. There's Wi-Fi where wherever heated floors. Um, you can control every light from the front, like from the front hallway. And how much is this rent? So our rent for that apartment was around twelve hundred dollars, and the BHI I got out there was fifteen hundred, and then they give you more money. Uh, called overseas allowance uh, to pay for like the difference on your energy bill and stuff like that because energy bills get huge out there. We've seen people that have like eight hundred dollar bills out there because we were in a uh, Facebook community. Yeah, and someone posted on there like my first energy bill came in and it was almost eight hundred bucks. All right, so basically they combat <laughs> their rent with the cost yeah. of energy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Um, they recycle everything. Um, there's a over by the trash. So there's a trash bin, a plastic bin, a metal bin, uh, aluminum bin, cardboard bin. There's a bin for everything, even a food trash, because they don't have garbage disposals. So they have a compost, yeah. basically. Yeah. So there was a bin that you would like put a baggie that had all your comp, like all your compost, and you just put it into that. Um, they even have idea? specific, yeah, specific bags for those things. So, like, food was a clear orange bag, and then trash was a clear, yeah, a black bag, and then plastics was a clear plastic bag. It had Everything was color-coded. Like, so it helped you, like, realize which bin it went in, because even those were color-coded. They color-code all this shit, but where the shit does the fucking shit go that you can't really use? Like, all the food and shit, where does that fucking go? No idea. Like, we're, we're separating different bags here. 
But what the yeah. fuck are you actually to do with food that people have eaten partially of? Like, or expired? probably just goes to a land, like a compost landfill. I can imagine. I mean, I guess if it goes to like cattle or something, maybe. Yeah. Like it goes to farms. Like, yeah. That's the only like a lot of the, there's a I lot of farming out there. Like the only thing I can think of is these are being donated to like farmers and stuff. Yeah. Like, like... like it would go to some compost pile. Um, we would get a lot of our stuff. Um, because we built a forge at my welding shop in Korea. So we had a, a coal forge there where we would just, I don't know, <laughs> hammer steel, turn it into the swords and stuff at and knives. my cabin, I have a, um, what I like to call my redneck forge that is literally <laughs> a steel trash can with kalo and fire bricks all cemented around with refractory cement. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, ours was, it was this, like, huge, like, pit, uh, not really a huge pit, but this box that you put all the coal in, and then we had a tube below it that we had the fan that would help blow up the air to make it hotter, mm -hmm. and then it would, uh, would vent out through our venting system that had a vacuum to help suck out all the shit and just blow it outside. Um, I just we would get all our scrap metal. Like if we had some kind of random project that we want to do, we would just go to a scrap metal site and pick stuff and pay like a good couple hundred dollars on metal. Yeah, I just stick. It'd be a lot. I just stick a propane torch in mine. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, it works. <laughs> I haven't got into forging and stuff yet, but it's something I want to get into. Hence why I made the forge a while ago. But I just haven't had the time to actually use it <laughs> oh yeah I, yeah i know the feeling on hobbies i have a, a wood burning kit i have a leather working kit and both of them are unopened well if i ever do i will definitely ask you for questions yeah since you've apparently done it <laughs> i've definitely I've only done a little you. bit i have a buddy i follow on twitch um he was stationed here with me he actually does do forging he does it in his house and everything he does do it mm -hmm. So if you were to ask me, I would just forward you to him. <laughs> That's fair. I've just done like melt, like melting stuff and hammering it. Well, when I um, yeah, when I move out of state and actually get prop my own place, one of the things I want to do eventually is just do a live stream of me learning how to forge and just watching and just showing the world how much I suck and fail at it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been. I've been kind of thinking also doing something along those lines on like when I get my own welding equipment. I want to just stream me welding. Mm -hmm. Just whatever. Thing. That's another thing I would like to learn is welding. <laughs> yeah, welding's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. So, like, there's two types of 91 Echoes. There's welders, like what I am, because that's what I primarily do. I do know some machining, but I don't know a lot. And then my NCO, uh, my E6, who just PCS to another state, he was more of a machinist than a welder. Yeah. He wasn't, he knew how to weld. He knew how to get it done and do it right, but he knew the machining side, which is a lot of math, and I am not the brightest person on math. <laughs> I say I'm horrible on math, but on the ACT, that was my highest score. So I'm just like, how does this work? <laughs> I, I openly say I suck at math. I suck at math, but yet you're my highest score on the ACT? That makes sense. Yeah, that's fair. I don't understand it, but sure. Yeah, the biggest thing that gets blown around in the army is uh, GT score. So that's what helps pick your career yep. is your DC score and your line scores. Um, uh, high GT score doesn't mean intelligence. GT is basically um, your ASVAB score, right? Yeah, so it'd be like your general technical score. Yeah. Um, and yeah, <laughs> high GT score. Like we have a lot of people in our missile that are the smartest dumb people. They have like all the smarts of a book, but any kind of common sense they will not figure out. 
Oh, did you hear it's not called common sense? We've changed it to uncommon sense. Didn't yeah, you hear? exactly. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure my kids know a little bit of it. <laughs> please, please do, please do. Um, maybe, maybe they can teach future generations that. <laughs> <laughs> when you hit your hand with a hammer, it hurts. So don't do it. <laughs> when, when someone tells you you cannot refund this item, you can't refund yeah. the item. Do yeah, not exactly. persist saying yeah. yes. Get your manager. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, please, um, refrain from positioning that. If they say no, it means fucking no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, fucking Christ. Uh, this world has lost all common sense. Oh, yeah, definitely. I am. Definitely. I feel like we've gone not gotten knowledge on other aspects. Like, on how, what is it? Like, how stocks work, but have no knowledge on anything else. Or how they think politics is supposed to work. Yeah. Like, I don't care who's in office. No matter what, tomorrow I have work. Like, well, I, yeah, personally with politics, I'm not on either side. I'm just like, all right, um, which yeah. one do I hate the less? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, no matter what, the running, when it comes to runnings nowadays for, like, presidencies, it's just a, a show, a pissing match of who can piss better. And, I, and they both suck at it. Either way, most yeah. of the time they both fucking <laughs> suck at it. <laughs> Like, I haven't been a fan of a presidency in a while, and no. it's just like, I don't care who, at this point now, I just, I don't care who's in office, just, I want to make sure that I still get a paycheck at the end of the day. We, we need to get some, like, Marine vet in office just to show <laughs> who can really have a piss fest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just get a Marine vet just to go, in, just to try to go into office, and just hear on the presidential campaigns. <laughs> Be the angriest beautiful. one. Be fucking beautiful. <laughs> Jesus. Like, everyone can say what they will about President Trump. I wasn't a fan of the guy either. No. I could care less if he was in office again. But the thing that made him so much better than a lot of other people was during his campaign, he broke it down to the simplest person to understand what he was trying to do. Oh, yeah. that, he's, that's, he's a it's like we don't need a... Yeah, we don't need uh, another Trump or anything like that. We just need someone to tell us straightforward what they're going to try and do and explain it in the smallest per to like the smallest person. Please... I'm talking that person that graduated middle school, like that kind of intelligence. Talk and... to us in that kind of intelligence and you'll get a whole lot more votes. And please have common sense. Though. Yeah, once exactly. You, once you get pregnancy, please be the first <laughs> to have common sense in a long time. <laughs> Because fucking Christ. Yeah, like this whole recent presidency was to get Trump out of office, and now everyone's like, oh, crap. <laughs> well, see, I don't like Trump or Biden, but yeah. I, I like Trump more than Biden. <laughs> I don't like Because you know what to expect. You knew what to expect from him. <laughs> I don't like either of them, but Biden's just a dumbass. I'll yeah. just openly say it. I don't give a fuck. Uh, he's just a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. Like, I can't pick either way. No matter what, I have a boss. Like, I wow. have to listen to whoever it is. Whoever it is in office, I end up having to listen to the guy. So I personally just don't care. As long as at the 1st or the 15th, I get a paycheck. So those are the days I get paid. I mean, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Jedi, you have any questions? We've been kind of leaving you in the dark here for a bit. Mm, nothing at the moment. <laughs> you have any questions for me or Jedi? Um, I mean, I guess what got you guys into streaming and podcasting and stuff? Well, for me, um, I was kind of yelled at to start streaming. I was kind of yelled at by some people named um Broshi, One Way, um, this other fuckhead that's in here, Jedi. I was kind of more of yelled at into it. 
And then for the podcast, and then for the podcast wise, I um again yelled at by me in one way. Yeah, yeah. And then for the podcast wise, the way was it? I came with the idea before you guys started yelling at me. I still came with the idea for the podcast, but yeah, I've just always enjoyed being around vets and stuff. And there's a lot of um, there's just a lot of bad negative things towards like vets and stuff too. And I want to try to clear some of those up, which is showing that hey, these are normal people. <sighs> Like, yeah. <laughs> we're not I mean? all angry. There's no, a few out there. There's a few. Yes, there is a few. <laughs> there's a few. But it's just, I feel like all those, like, little negative stereotypes that get thrown around are, like, the ones that most people hear, which that's just yeah. right. Like, yeah. the, the positive things just go slipping through the cracks. And I want to try to change that a little bit as if I can. Yeah. The biggest, like, awareness that doesn't have a whole lot of awareness when it comes to those vets, and that's just mental health yeah because like you can have a soldier that hasn't been to any kind of combat zone or anything like that but still suffer from some kind of ptsd because of something in training just sparked something yeah and we all got issues the biggest like thing that i can tell vets and people that are in the military is like take care of yourself like honestly fuck fuck what anybody else tells you like, if your leader is that kind of leader, like, don't go to sick call. No, go to sick call. I don't, like, my, I tell my soldiers all the time, go see mental health. Go see a doctor. Because the only person who's going to take care of you at the end of the day is you. No one's going to care in the military about your body. They're going to be like, hey, we have the mission to do. And you're going to have to say, Roger, because you didn't get it taken care of. Like, I've ignored plenty of injuries, and I've paid for it on the on the other side. Um, Ezra's acts in your time in the military to your um, observance, has the stigma for mental health guy any better? Yes and no. I, yeah. I think, yeah, I, a lot more light has been put on it because of social media. Like, a lot more light has been put up on it now because of social media. Social media yeah. has helped that front. But there's still those leaders out there that are teaching soldiers the wrong thing to do, which is to not get it taken care of then, because the mission always comes first. And then the social media is a double blade is sort of that end because then there's parts of social media that it's um, not shining the light and instead doing the opposite as well. So yeah, it's like a double-edged sword of social media part. Yeah, but that's with everything on social media. Yeah, well, it's the same with um, uh, sexual harassment and sexual assault in the military. Yeah. yeah. So the numbers have gone up, which a lot of people would say that's a bad thing, and yeah, it is a bad thing because it's still happening. But I'm happy that the numbers are going up because people are being brave enough to talk about it. Mm. So those people are finally feeling that they do have a voice and they should always have felt that they had a voice to tell someone that what happened to them was wrong. It's like, what if it's technically in a way still happening the same amount? But yeah. like you said, more people are just, you know, coming forward. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like the numbers are going up, which is, yeah, a bad thing, but it's a good thing because, yeah, they're they're now like, oh, yeah, I can ruin this person's career because of what they did to me mm -hmm. or get this person out of the military. So that's, it doesn't happen to someone else. All right. We are going to need to have to start wrapping things up because I know you need to be let go here soon, Jedi for your stream. Um, so any final things you would like to say, Jedi? Mm, honestly, nothing much really, except it's all, I, I always enjoy being able to sit and listen. And even now just, you know, 
with the opportunity to sort of like ask questions, give some live feedback. I'm always very Whoa. interested in how things work as far as, uh, you know, the different branches of service and everything, because well, for one, just with some physical things I've got going on, I was never able to enlist or serve myself. Um, I have no idea what this happened so, here with my face cam, but you know. But you know, I think it's awesome just because I do have a lot of respect for you know those that are able to do it. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like okay, I can respect. Well, I guess in other ways too. It's like okay, I can respect like what a football player goes out onto the field and does because physically I can't do that shit. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But you know, I mean now, you know, it's you know what they do beyond that. They're just like okay, yeah, whatever. But no, I can, I can respect that. And it's like, you know, I see the things that you guys go out and do. And it's like, God damn, I can't help but respect it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I have, I have a lot of respect for any any person because everyone everyone's out doing what they feel like their purpose is in life. Like, granted, there's those things that I can't stand. But like, like a, I can understand a homeless person not being able to find a job because they don't have a place to stay and things like that um what i can't stand is the person who's acting like they're homeless or those are the person those are the type of people i can't stand they got their car parked over on the side like it's like you're not actually homeless dude like one time uh me and the wife we were at jack in the box and we had this we had this guy come up to us and was like needy like he had his family with us and like in the back of my mind, it's like, was he using his family to get free things from us? Because we bought them food. We didn't give them money at all. We bought the food for the whole family. Oh. Yeah, that's. I'd rather give the person food than give them money mm -hmm. because yeah. then not only do I know that person had a meal, but then I kind of don't feel like I was used because that person will just come up to me again asking for more money. I actually had an experience with that when I uh, I used to live in South Florida for a while and. Um, I was working in downtown West Palm Beach at the time, like a temp job in a courthouse, and I would go out to this one spot every day for lunch, and somebody, you know, came up and asked me, you know, like, for money to get something to eat, and I was like, well, hey, I'm on my lunch break, and, you know, I'll sit here and, you know, talk to you if you want, you know, you wanna, I was like, I'll buy you lunch, and, you know, because, like you said, I'll know that the guy's, you know, gonna have a meal, I know he's gonna do what, you know, like, I know where that money is going to, and... Yeah, I did it, you know, it was a really cool conversation to everything. I did it a couple of times for the guy. I kind of lost track of him, but then I ran into him again, like, some months later. And it, like, apparently, like, what I did there kind of helped motivate the guy. And he was involved in other programs. He was getting stuff done. He was actually working. And, you know, it's like, it's like some people, you know, can hear that and be like, well, well why didn't you just give him? Because I actually kind of helped change the guy's life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? That's the more fulfilling thing. Yeah. Plus, it's the more human thing to do. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, you can give them money and that person will spend it on something. All right. And then before we wrap this thing up, we got one more question from Karia. She says, sure. um, what are your thoughts when you're thanked for your service because your grandfather never liked being thanked? So what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> so it's always awkward. Like, I could, I, I could come up with the, you know, the whole, like, oh, thank you for your support. But it's always awkward because... I'm being thanked for something that is completely volunteer. Yeah. Like granted, there's those people who can't volunteer and, or those people that did try to volunteer and couldn't make the cut and things like that. But this job is that I'm in is selfless. Like that's, that's one of the, the values that I respect the most because this job is completely volunteered. I volunteered to do this. I didn't do this for anybody's thank you. I did this so that my wife 
and my kids are taken care of. I get all the things I need out of the fact that I can go to the doctors and my child who has seizures gets taken care of. My son who cut open his lip gets taken care of. Uh, my oldest that broke his arm gets taken care of. That's why I joined was because I want to make sure my family is taken care of. I, I don't need thanks. <laughs> yeah, so It's always awkward. So I try to not be in uniform whenever I'm out and about because it's just like a, like someone's like, oh, thank you for your service. It's like, yeah, sure. Because <laughs> anyone can do this job. Um, I know I am completely replaceable. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, this has been a Sam Arms episode 16. We are going to sign off because we've been live for over the 30 the hour and 30 minute mark and i know jedi needs to head off for his stream soon right jedi yep. all right so yeah i'm gonna see who we're gonna raid into what veteran yep. streamer slide let's look at my stats. so we're going to raid into mad viking